Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. Blake Mazza is the starting kicker at Washington State. Last season, he was named a Lou Groza finalist along with Simple Kicking's own Keith Duncan. Blake, what is your story? How did you get to Washington State? Yeah, so straight out of high school, I actually went to the University of Arkansas under Brett Bielema. And um, as a high school senior, I was ranked 12th in the country um, and was actually the first preferred walk-on out of high school. Um, in our ranking system that didn't have a scholarship. And I had some other smaller schools um, like Abilene Christian University, the military schools, um, Lamar, stuff like that. Um, But I had my eyes set on the big stage and that was Power 5 football. I ended up in the SEC in there and um, was going to end up registering because one of my good friends was the senior kicker, Cole Headland. He had a stint with Indianapolis Colts. And they told me, they were like, Blake, when you come, I want you to come in here, compete your butt off. But I mean, I want you to learn from Cole, absorb everything. And that's what I did. I actually went in there and was battling with him, was a number two kicker as a freshman and um, was getting a lot of attention actually and um, was making kicks. And uh, the second game we were playing TCU and he was over two. And so at halftime, our coach came up to me and was like, Blake, you're playing. I was like, coach are you sure in my head I never said that out loud I was like all right well this is the time Blake this is what you've been waiting for and um the second half we actually never got in the red zone scored a touchdown anything so when it comes to football that preserved my eligibility the week after or the get hours after the coach called me it was like hey for the next week you're going to be competing with the kickoff guy for the field goal job and I was like yeah for sure um he ended up winning the job and he had been playing for two years and they were going to stick with me being the red shirt. And I was like, that's fine. They ended up getting fired and the whole, my whole little perfect alignment of playing and being under them next year was gone out the window. Called my parents and was like, Hey, like, I think it's time to transfer and look at other options. Um, before you know it, I got in contact with WSU, Washington state university and Pullman, And let me tell you, when I found out how cold it was, (laughs) I had about two jackets. I'm from Dallas, Texas. I had two jackets in my closet, if that. I mean, you're talking culture shock. I get up there. I commit. They they offered me a spot, and I committed before even taking a visit. And I told my parents, I'm like, I'm taking a shot on myself. Like, I'm putting all this out there. I know I can do this. Their kicker was leaving. He just graduated. And um, coaches told me like, hey, you're going to compete and if you win the job, you're on scholarship and um, ended up winning the job. And uh, since then, I've been here, uh, been here for two years, going into my redshirt junior year. There's a coaching change at Arkansas. So you make a move out to Wazoo. The only thing that's consistent about college football is that change is inevitable. What many don't realize in the moment, because they're super excited that they're getting recruited, is that the coach that's recruiting them is likely not going to be there throughout their entire career at that school. 
Yeah, 100%. And whatever that coach tells this is talking to the high school guys out there, listen to this. Whatever the coach tells you, at the end of the day, it's a business. He's trying to put, put food on the table for his family, and he's going to try and get the best kicker there and find the next best kicker to compete with you and just always elevate the situation. Um, that goes with every position at this level. Um, and so I knew going into it, I was like, my coach just got fired. I mean, there could be Mike Leach could leave my first year or months into it. Well, that happened two years later. Um, so I got two seasons with Mike Leach, which were an interesting two years. Um, crazy stories about him, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the coaching carousel. It's a business. Yeah. It's a, it's a business. It's a business and you got to kind of understand that. And I didn't understand that. I think the biggest part of college football that I noticed and I was like, this is a business is when a former teammate of mine, y'all know I'm Gardner Minshew quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars and what he did here, his brand, the, the, the money he brought in. I mean, it's just even from like games, winning games, television like guys like once you get to the college level the money when you play on espn is ridiculous when you break it down just from a year game to game basis it's crazy but it's fun too like i wouldn't i wouldn't pick any other television or game anything and playing on espn especially like my redshirt freshman year playing at usc in the coliseum espn seven o'clock like that's what you live for that's what you train for and that game, when you break it down, millions of dollars just from just from the TV side of it. It's crazy. That's a lot of pressure for a 18 to 22-year-old guy. But your position, it's even magnified. Completely. Completely. I mean, I think you've got to take that aspect with a grain of salt. Um, for me personally, coming out of high school, I was like, I'm going to turn down these smaller D1 offers and and I want to play the big stage. I want to play to where fans have to pay 500 bucks for that seat to watch us play. And I got to that level here in the Pac-12. I played in and at Oregon. I mean, I've I've done the big stage. And I think these games, I mean, these seats and all the stuff that when you break it down there is a lot of pressure. Like when I break it down right now, I'm like, shoot, Blake they pay to see y'all play. You better at least perform. Um, but I think that once you get that little devil inside of you on this shoulder, that's where you're screwed. Like you got to simplify it. You got to go out there and say, when you practice out on the turf field at your high school, just by yourself, it's not any different than Saturdays. I mean, you're still kicking a round little brown football and you're kicking it between it upright. I mean, if you if you think it's different, then you're going to put a lot more pressure on yourself and it's unneeded. So you got to really simplify it. In 2018, you were 10 of 15 of on field goals for 67%. In 2019, you were 20 of 21 for a 95% field goal percentage. Yeah. Did you simplify it? Did something occur or is that just a magic number that I'm now looking at on a spreadsheet? I will, I'm the same kicker I was my freshman year, um, but I was different up here. I was different up in my mindset and the way I approach kicking. 
uh, my freshman year, I was approaching it as in like, I've got to prove myself. I've got to, I've got to provide this opportunity and entertainment for this team and, and put points on the board at all costs, like have fun. And this past season, I simplified it. I was like, I'm just going to go kick. Like, this is a game, make or miss, life still goes on. And for some of these kids, like, I wish I could tell y'all that. And you don't understand it once you, until you get older, but there's more life than football. And there's more life than kicking. And once I got that in my head, shoot, playing a game was no big deal. I mean, I'm still going to go home to my apartment and I'm still going to talk to my fiance, see my family. I mean, that's fine for me. Like, if I miss that kick, I'm still going to be the same me. Like I'm going to be pissed, but, and I think when you go out with that, that your pressure just goes away. I mean, it's like putting all your eggs in one basket. That basket sure gets heavy, but you think about spreading those eggs around, it gets a lot lighter. It's simpler. It's simpler to carry around. And that's, that's just kind of how I carry around my, my kicking and my approach to the game. So, so you have this mindset of abundance. Yeah, exactly. You're loved by your family. You have an exciting life ahead of you with your fiance. And you get to play a game that you love, right? Exactly. I mean, I it's just how I've been. I've struggled with that. Like growing up, I struggled with like trying to make people happy, pleasing people, like pleasing my dad, pleasing my grandfather, people who were role models to me, who I looked up to and once I grasp the concept that they're still going to like me, whether I make that game winner, or I miss that fuel bowl, they're going to love me the same. I mean, life's still going to, life's going to do it to you. You're going to miss a fuel bowl. I mean, it begins. it's how you rebound. It's how you get back to it. And the world's not going to end just because you miss a fuel bowl. I promise you that. Right. Was there, so that that's pretty heavy stuff there, man. I mean, there's people outside of kicking that struggle with people pleasing. Like this is life lessons that you're learning at a very young age, dude. All of us learn lessons differently. Did how did you figure out that the people pleasing wasn't working for you anymore? I mean, it's something I'm gonna struggle with my whole life. But I mean, in the position we're in, especially specialists, punters, kickers, snappers, and even returners, like when you break it down, you're the spotlight in that play, like. All at this level, 85, 100,000 fans were staring at you to make that play. And you're in a away game, they hope you fail in that play. And so when you really just try and avoid that, like I'm going to, I want to make this kick just so I can see the smiles on my teammates and coaches' faces. Now nah, get rid of that. Like you're the only one out there. Just make that kick, dude. Just simplify it. And I, and I wish I could tell these, these kids in high schools and other college kickers. Just dumb it down, simplify it. It is a football. You're kicking it. I mean, just think about it just like you're out there training on Saturday just by yourself. It's a brown ball. Those are yellow or white posts. That's the only two exactly. colors in college and or in college that they're allowed to be. And your job is to put that brown ball in between those little posts. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I actually told one of my friends uh, at my church, they were like, Blake, like, what changed with you? kind of like the similar question and I was like honestly like I in my freshman year I was like I'm kicking at a big stage I'm kicking this football I gotta make it and this last year I was like I don't know I'm just kicking a little dumb football through an upright like I mean guys there's so much 
there's so much crazier things you could be doing that are, there's a lot more pressure. And, and that's just helped me. That's the bread and butter to my kicking and my mentality towards it. That word is called detachment. The opposite is attached. You were attached to the big stage. You were attached to the spotlight. And it doesn't seem like it's gross, like gross negligence that you were like, oh, I'm the big guy on campus. I mean, I don't sense that from you. And plus, even if you did try to compete with that, you had Gardner Minshew <laughs> that that he was going to make the headlines regardless of what you were going to do. However, the detachment that it sounds like you have now transitioned into was really helpful. Oh, completely. I mean, once you just get the hold of the concept of just doing your job, I mean, at the point where I was my first field goal, I had made it and it didn't even affect me. I felt like I, it was just like another kick. Like you see me after I was a 45 yarder last season, first kick left hash and put it through. And I, I've never in my life just been like, well, it's another kick. Uh, that's, I think that's just like the, the complete success because each kick, I was able to carry that into the whole season, which got me to 18 for 18 at one point and eventually 20 for 21. And personally, I think I could have kept going. So, All right. So Washington state is on the road. This is probably the best Washington state team that I can remember. And I've been following college football for 20 years. The score is 38 to 38. You got 23 seconds left in this ball game and walk me through before this kick, what you were feeling as you took your steps. Yeah. Um, I knew on the sideline, there was a chance that we were going to get down there and I could be put in that spot to hit the game winner. Um, and I kind of, I said this when we had our pack 12 round table, but as a kicker, you got to kind of want that in a way. If you, if you're, if you're afraid of it, you're going to go out there and miss. Um, so I wanted it and, but it was also pretty cool, calm and collective and it paid out. In terms of the mindset that you had just talked about, were you as smooth and calm and cool in this kick as you were in the following season? Yes and no. Um, I think I've always been just really good. A strength of mind has just been my breathing and just really being cool under pressure. Um, but so, yeah, it was a little bit different, but I mean, when you see my face right there, like I'm breathing fine, my, I'm, I'm pretty relaxed. My face, like those small things, when you look at it, even when I look at NFL guys and watch their film, I can usually tell how they're feeling right before they go out just by looking at them. So you bring up two good points. One, you were breathing and you said, look at my face feels, you can tell I'm relaxed. How do you get here though? Like what's the, who were you a year from a year before this? Right. I mean, you see how there's a segment of Blake Mazza at Arkansas that you talked about earlier. There's Blake Mazza. Who's about to line up for a game winning kick against number 24 Stanford at the farm. 
I think it honestly just goes back to working out and putting the pressure on myself. Like for so many years, I had just been trying to like my, that, that pleasing other people, like putting a lot of my eggs in that basket. And once I, once I get up in that stage, you got to just breathe. And I don't know how to describe it. You just got to be in this zone. I don't hear, I don't remember this. Like that's how much in the zone I was. Like I blacked out through this. And what did that feel like to see the ball, to feel the ball fly? Yeah. It, when I knew it was going to right in the air, I was like, that thing's going pretty high. I actually got under it a little bit. Um, but when I saw I was about to go through, I was like, geez, this is, this is big for me. This I'm like, I'm happy. I mean, this was, this was a big game, but huge game, dude. It was a big game. Huge yeah. dude. At one point, I think this puts you guys in the top 10, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We were number eight after this. I mean, there was talk about like college football playoff. If we won the pac 12, that is insane. There was the, I think one of the y'all had, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't you guys have a nationally televised game after this? Yeah, we had our first college game day ever earlier that season at Oregon, and then the two following games were on ESPN, and credit that just the whole team and Gardner, and it was just a good season, but yeah, it was a hype stadium. I, I seriously don't remember it, though. Even when warming up, like kicking in the net, I saw a video, like the TV footage, like of me warming up. Don't remember it. Don't remember the kick. Don't remember the celebration. I don't remember anything until after the game when I like saw my fam- family. They were at the game. And that's that's the part I remember, which probably explains a lot of my personality. You so. said earlier, you can't really explain it, but for people who are listening, they can definitely feel your voice, right? They, they may not see you right now, but they can definitely feel your energy on the way that you comport yourself. You are calm. You're soft-spoken, dude, but you're also very much yourself and authentic. Yeah. I think at this position, that's that's what you got to be. You, uh, If you try to be a kicker, you're not, even with your swing, stuff like that. I mean, you just got to be you. You've got to, you got to swing your swing and go out there with your personality and I mean that's what's going to take you to the next level swing your swing yeah exactly swing your swing simplify your kicking exactly exactly I wonder why this podcast is called simple kicking then (laughs) this is a good little (laughs) partnership we got going on (laughs) hey hey hey, if I'm picking up what you're putting down exactly I think I like it (laughs) exactly see we're just trying to dumb kicking down a little bit Right? I mean, dude, this is remarkable what you're seeing. This is a massive transformation of a human being to begin with. And it's evidenced by a nearly 30 percentage point increase year over year. If you were a stock... And someone said, pre-2019 season, 
be volatile, I'll tell you that. Exactly. As, as volatile as kicking is, yeah. someone who p- would buy your stock pre-2019 season is now rich. Rich. Exactly. And when you break it down, like I, I look at the, my 10 for 15, um, one was like a 52, one was a 47. Like I, I said this earlier, I'm, I was the same kicker I was freshman year. My numbers were different, but like up here in my head, my my concept of kicking and was completely different. And right now I've grasped that concept and I'm going to run with it to whenever I hang up my cleats, whether that's in two years, whether that's in 10, whatever it is. I think this mentality is, it works for me and I encourage the other guys because I know what pressure I know what I know what you're feeling when you go out there and try to make a big kick, whether it's in practice or a game, you're nervous, but when you simplify it, dumb it down and just know you're kicking a brown little stupid ball between an upright makes kicking a lot easier. Austin McNamara, who is the punter at Texas Tech, was all American as a freshman. There's a strikingly similar rhetoric here which is simplify 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 in that podcast with austin he sets the bar for like a 39 yard punt the dude can do that with his non-dominant foot come on but he still has that mindset so that he's very relaxed he swings within himself and as a result dude he averaged 45 plus last season yeah and in our business that is setting the industry standard if you're above it exactly I, when i was at arkansas i actually did like a it was almost like this um just like test but it was it was like this with a sports psychologist and they were testing my um my heart rate my brain like monitoring my brain like functions and stuff and they were they were hunk- hooking this stuff up to me and they were like putting me through these tests, like watching videos and seeing how I'd react. And they were like, all right, Blake, like try and get in that zone. And they, after I did, it, it was my first time. They're like, you were able to like flip a switch. And I was like, I think that's a talent of mine, but I've also think it's something as I've grown in my kicking and matured, I'm able to just kind of turn on. And that's that relaxed, like calm, drop your shoulders, faces, face is perfectly relaxed pressure's gone and i think that's what separates kickers especially once you get to the next level so your counterpart who is still a current college football player uh in the lou grows a finalist is keith duncan he said trigger words for him were big and we recently had him on the big 10 roundtable yep his trigger word is opportunity you just talked about flipping a switch is there a trigger that gets that switch to be flipped? I kind of got in the zone and told my snapper and holder before I was like, Hey, when we go out to kick, don't talk to me. And and I did that the whole season, both seasons, actually. It's something I've carried over. And that flip of a switch is once the offense crosses the 50 yard line, a switch is flipped. I'm breathing. I'm kicking smooth, just in the net. And slowly work my way over to the sideline on the other side where our offense is and wait for fourth down. So it's second down and 18. 
the team is on the 30-yard line. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm prepared to kick. At that point, I'm like, I actually stop kicking. If it's in a – if I can tell we're about to kick and I'm kind of warm, I'll actually stop kicking because when you kick into the net, your, your heart rate's going up. Like, just because, I mean, you're physically doing something. So sometimes if I feel warm, I'll stop kicking maybe second down and be like, if we go out, my heart rate's fine. My heart rate's lowered. When I jog out onto the field, I jog slow. Like, I, you just got to keep your heart rate low. And when you sprint out there, especially if there's you're at a way stadium, your adrenaline's running, that th- your heart rate will go skyrocket. And I promise you, you can't. It's, it's just your body. It's human ex- instinct. And so just simple things like that can help you help you aid the heart rate and kind of that that relaxation factor. It's flipping the switch. So fourth third down, they get tackled in this scenario. They get a five yard gain. They end up on the twenty yard line. When you say you're on the sideline, if no one's taught if you've instructed people not to talk to you, where are you physically? Again, line of scrimmage is on the twenty five. Where are you on the sideline before? Where are you running out to? Please share what your pre-shot routine is. This past year, my coaches kind of got a feel for my mental approach and just what I needed to do. And when it was fourth down, they didn't come looking for me because they didn't yell my name to fight, figure out where I was. They they trusted me and knew I was in tune with what was going on. And I was probably on the 50-yard line just watching, away from everybody, just watching, watching the game. And when it was fourth down, I, my snapper and holder were 30 yards in front of me, and they were going to go out there, and they knew I was coming. And just jog out there and kick the, kick the football through the uprights. So there's no flight path before you take off on this kick. You're not going out to the middle of the field. You just kind of walk – you kind of run or jog directly to your spot? Pretty much, yeah. I'll – I mean, if we're if the offense even is still out there and they call fourth down and field goal, and I'll I'll take my time. I mean, especially with a play clock, I've understood the how much time I need to get set, mm-hmm. like my tempo and stuff like that. So, and when you're relaxed, walking onto that field, is it the same kind of relaxed as walking into a ice cream parlor? call it marble slab, you just stroll in there, or Brahms if you're back in Texas? Is it the kind of relaxed of walking in the park with your fiancé? Is it the kind of relaxed that, you know, the sun is setting at, at, on a Texas ranch? What kind of relaxed are you talking about? I mean, I'm jogging out there like I'm just jogging in the park. I mean, I'm. it is. It's... I don't know how to describe it. I mean, you're, I'm just jogging out there. It's like I'm on clouds just because that's how just like, that's how I'm feeling. Like I am, it's, you just got to completely relax everything. I mean, once you get into the bigger situations, it's a little bit harder. Like I'm not saying every single time I'm able to perfect that because it's hard to do, but I'm able to finally get a concept of flipping that switch. But I think that relaxation varies depending on stuff. I mean, it's uncontrollable. It's human nature. Sure. You talked earlier, and I think this is huge. It's just a massive indicator of this transformation that you've undergone in a short couple of months. 
is that when you miss a kick, hey, it's okay. I'm on to the next one. I mean, there's not this overthinking diet. You're not over diagnosing and oh, yeah. meticulously looking within to find how can I fix this? You have an ability to just turn the, turn the page. Yeah. And then exactly. when the switch comes back, the switch, you know how to flip it in order to get back into that game mode. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's a miss. It's a miss. I mean, it's the same as practice. Like this past year after I had that 20 for 21 year and my freshman year had a game winner, had some big kicks. I had some people tell me just like who were, who were in the kicking community coaches um, just in that realm who said, I think our, my biggest fear for you is you've had success early. And from now on, that's a standard you set for yourself. And for me, that's, that's something I think I've actually grasped a hold of because it's, yes, there's a 20 for 21 standard and the only up I can go from here is pretty much perfect. But I think if you try to make each kick and try to be perfect, there's no shot you're going to make every kick. Not at all. And so I think that's, that mentality even transfers over into that, um, that aspect. And, and that's a very interesting point you bring up that I've talked about with Austin McNamara. How much better can you actually get when you already set the tone at freshman your freshman year? And he goes, dude, I'm not really worried and concerned about what happened last season. The accolades are great, but I'm just focusing on you know getting better. I mean, there's a lot of improvement. I've got my drop to work on. I've got leg strength to work on. Yep, completely. Could not agree more. That's you enjoy the process. Enjoy the process and just take each day by day, each kick by kick. So, so a couple months ago, you and I connected over DMs and we talked about the Simple Kicking app and you had given me a quote saying that it was really helpful for you because you, you don't always have your percentages from practice readily available. Yeah. I think once you're, the biggest thing for me was like, I was able to see the kicks. I mean, actually here at WSU, my coach actually pulled up like a paper and drew uprights and was documented. I was like, you know, there's an app for that. And, and so, and so that's, it's just a good way to kind of see where you were that day. Like see a trend if there is one. And have you found any trend in your kicking? Maybe a right middle for me is something I'm trying to, trying to improve on a little bit just because it's, you're closing your hips a little bit, but you're also not just pulling across your body like a right hash. So I think that's one trend, but which I've tried to work on. If I can see I'm messing up on the right hash. And like I said, if I'm barely sneaking it in, I know I'm not, not opening my hips up to the target. I'm not rolling my foot over properly. And those things I can, I can tell, especially if it's repeatedly doing that, that's where you can see it. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. By, by simplifying, by developing patterns, by learning, I might blow your mind here, but dude, maybe your success and you as a kicker, obviously to the outside world, they're going to measure you on your stats. 20 to 21, you set the bar. We're talking about it right now. But is there another transformation that you see yourself potentially undergoing to go from where you are now to Robbie Gold's level? I mean, I hope there is. Um, But I think it's understanding that like, just never being satisfied, balancing that really well, never being satisfied, but also not putting too much pressure on yourself to overperform in a way. 
um, yeah, just being gentle with that aspect because I mean, I, I do want to kick in the NFL one day and it's a dream of mine. And, um, but I, again, there's still some things I want to work on just like what Austin was saying. This is Blake Mazza. He is the Lou Groza finalist from Washington state in Pullman, Washington. He's a Texas native and he made his way to Pullman by way of Arkansas. You've had an incredible career so far. And what we're talking about is how much you've grown in a short period of time. You've touched on your mindset. You've touched on some stories and where you hopefully will end up in the NFL, maybe not in the NFL. Uh, You talked about a gentleness and, and staying balanced and how important it is to stay balanced. Your faith has played a role in all this. As I've seen on your Instagram, you know, there's only two other dudes that I follow regularly that, that have the same kind of um, outspoken and, you know, and mentioned to, to Jesus in, in their biography. And that's a dear friend of mine, Reed Ferguson, who's a long snapper for the Buffalo Bills. And that is uh, a, your belief in, in Jesus Christ. And I'm interested to know, you know, as a kicker, how has that played a role for you in this transformation that you've really under undergone? Yeah. I mean, this, my faith's everything to me and it attributes to my mentality of there's more to life than kicking and me um, being a believer in Jesus Christ. There's a scripture that says a man with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. And I think once I read that, I was like, boom, this is a game changer. I mean, if I'm seeking praise from people, I'm never going to be satisfied and never will. They won't ever. Um, And so man with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people spoke miles to me because I was able to go out and perform and be happy with myself no matter what the outcome was. I've been so blessed. LSU, I had two teammates, Stephen Rivers, and, and like I talked about aforementioned Reed Ferguson. And we really bonded on our faith in in Christ and that you know there was days man like at LSU why why did we lose to Alabama in 2012 in a, in a you know, crazy game that we you know should have won and we always got down to it you know God doesn't really care if you win or lose and I look back at my own career gosh God I I went to mass every Sunday I'm I'm doing the things I I I think you want me to do like, I think I'm doing your will. Yeah. Why am I not making these kicks or even at mass on Sunday, I would be like, look, I'm going to take this Eucharist as, as a champion. (laughs) Yeah. But a man with a changed heart seeks praise, not from men, but from God. Exactly. Sounds like a St. Paul. Is that St. Paul? Exactly. Yeah. It's yep. And, and I think that's just able to, just capture you and just and it was just so helpful i mean i still carry it with myself today. so justin tucker is arguably the greatest kicker to ever put cleats on and he talks about saint peter being his favorite saint because after jesus had died now peter is you know leading the apostles you know he is the rock in which christ will build his church yeah what what do you look to from god in those moments of pressure 
That's a really good question. Um, I think just for just the opportunity to bring glory and opportunity and light to him in the midst of the pressure that I'm in. I mean, the stage that I have, the platform I have, the the spotlight that I've been blessed to be put in front of me. I think the biggest thing I ask is, um, Lord, no matter what the outcome is, like let the let let my let my platform and faith in you be shared to everyone. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Let your and and that's that's a cool part of having you on this podcast and and bringing up this specific piece. We talked about it with with Reed Ferguson, but you are using your platform to build the kingdom, and it's really it's rare nowadays. And it's not that kids these it's not the kids these days mentality. It's just in the world that we live in, there's a lot of distractions and it seems like you really do put your faith first, your family second, and you know, football in its in its right place at, at third or wherever it ends up being. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And that's a huge that's a huge little part to my kicking and just the way I approach life and in the uh, in the football field and outside that's really cool so appreciate that's, that no no that's i appreciate you doing that appreciate the uh the work you're doing for the kicking community especially i wish i had that after earlier in my career yeah this is awesome appreciate you setting this up too yeah dude well thank you so much for joining this is blake mazza big fan of yours looking forward to your 2020 season whether that happens in 2021 or what i mean you're you're a special young man and Whatever I can do to help you, brother, I'm a phone call away.